0: My goodness. Yeah, we got Colton Thigpen on today. We're going to go fast and quick here. Co- joining me today is Colton Thigpen of Bull Nanza Stud Services. Uh, Colton, have you been able to keep, keep up to capacity in terms of your orders for genetic testing services? About I get tired of people asking me about your services because, <laughs> by golly, you guys do such a good job. And Word's getting out. You're no longer a secret
1: mary's been extremely busy in the lab this uh this spring uh and partly i think you probably had a big influence on that so
0: colton thigpin is the owner the founder the inventor of a podcast that ranks number two on the ag uh charts worldwide he's only behind us but he's better looking than (laughs) us he's uh more intelligent he was a professional, maybe not a professional, but he played college football right next to Von Miller at Texas a and And on the other side of the ball, he's scrimming. Or, you know, whenever you're playing uh, shirts against skins, uh, you were playing against Johnny Manziel. Oh, my God. woo I mean, I, I just told you briefly in private that uh, if I was sitting around the campfire talking stories about Von Miller and Johnny Manziel – we would have to say, what do you think they're like? But guess what? Whenever I have Colton Figpin on my show, I can ask him, how big of a partier was Johnny Manziel or how bad ass or how badass was Von Miller and how hard did it hurt when he hit you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those that don't know, I'm, I, I I always need to slow down. I need to walk instead of run. But uh for those that don't know, Colton Thigpen was a college athlete. He is still to this day a badass. You should follow his podcast immediately when he gives you the name. But uh, just tell us about your playing career, how big of a badass you were in high school, and then like, did you think about going pro or were you just like, I want to start Bonanza Stud Services and kick ass there instead?
1: <laughs> Man, I, I have kind of a, a crazy football story, but my – I guess the gist of it, my whole life has been revolved around cows, God, family, and football. And I wanted to do as much as I could in all of them. And thank God I've kind of enjoyed those opportunities in all of them. My my story at A&M was kind of backwards on how most people get there. You know, you get recruited out of high school, you go and play your position, rock on. Well, uh, I got hurt in high school. My D1 stuff slowed down and, and I went D2 uh, and I was quarterback at Texas A&M Kingsville. Mm. Broke broke my jaw down there, tore up my knee down there. Man, whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. You broke your jaw when someone hit you or did you get into a bar fight?
1: Man, somebody hit me. I was trying to make something happen against West Texas A&M. They're a number three team in the nation at the time.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: And – uh uh, I was scrambling. I was running straight at a linebacker, and at the last minute, I threw it around him. But the top of his helmet connected with my chin. And when I woke up, they were trying to put me on a board, and I was spitting out teeth. And it was, oh uh, goodness, it, it was a fun situation.
0: I think this is a perfect uh, timing for me to tell my football story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't a star. Never would have been. Never could have been. You simply, I didn't have enough talent about like me trying to clip like Bob Bruns or Scott Foreman I could clip every day for a year and I would still be little old Matt Lautner but in high school we were uh, 3A of 4A so we were one below the big big dogs in terms of high school competition and I basically walked onto the field and nobody was ever as good as me in terms of I had just a little bit of talent but (laughs) so I was all state I mean no big deal honestly Uh, looking back on it 20 some years later But I went to an all-star football series down in Australia that summer. It's called the Down Under Bowl or something along those lines. But anyways, first game, Team Iowa All-Stars, Nebraska All-Stars, and a little guy by the name of Jermaine Billups lines up at at running back. Now, Jermaine Billups would go on to Iowa State University, and he wasn't a good enough athlete to start at running back. So he's, I mean, I don't don't know how this works. Maybe he's a good hitter or he could shield, he could play defense better, but. They started yep. him at cornerback for three or four years. But in this game, just like me, he was probably a high school stud. And the very first play of the very first game, Jermaine Billups comes right at me, and I'm, I'm stepping into the hole. I'm, I'm Matt Lautner. And guess what happens? He ran me straight the F over and scored an 80-yard <laughs> touchdown. And from that point, <laughs> from that point, my dreams of being a, high, a college – star were uh were shattered and i realized i better take this show cattle thing a little bit more seriously from that from that instant on he ended up scoring i believe five or six touchdowns in that game and most of them well not most of them that was the only one i think he went straight over the top of me most of the game i was i was like trying and trying to wrap up and by the time i got to him he had juked me out of my shoes and i was on the ground so (laughs)
1: I had a similar story my first play <laughs> at a
0: You probably got ran over by, like, Doak Walker or some awesome person. I just got run over by Jermaine
1: Billups. <laughs> well, I'll say this, and I'm not trying to put you down. I didn't get run over, but it was almost more embarrassing. I played quarterback my whole life, transfer into A&M, and uh, they had me at safety going in spring ball. First day of full pads, they said, hey, we uh, – we're pretty deep at safety. We're not at linebacker. We think we can put some weight on you. And we like your speed there. The game's kind of transitioning. We're we need more speed at linebacker. What do you think? I was like, Oh, yes, sir. And I turned around. That was Coach Sherman having that meeting with me. And I turned around thinking, what in the hell is going on? I told you my football story is kind of backwards. I went from D two quarterback to ah, I'm getting hurt too much. Let's go bigger, go home, go to A and M and play middle linebacker. Uh, that win is my position coach. Uh, Von Miller's just there right beside me, and I'm giving calls to him. It's like, is this is this really real? Uh, the coach was
0: Sherman. What was his first name?
1: Mike. He, was, he came from Mike Green Sherman. Bay. He was and...
0: head coach at Green Bay Packers. That's amazing. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. that's just amazing that you're talking about these people in first person instead of third person, like little hillbillies like me.
1: Yeah, I was running basically the first team drill of uh, uh, my linebacker experience, and I'm going against the ones. Cyrus Gray's running back. He was, uh, Von Miller, their graduating class in high school from DeSoto. It was like one of the best teams ever. And they're running back also signed. And, um, so he's getting the ball and he, they're running a counter or something. Somebody fouled up on the line and uh, it opens up like the red sea. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm about to smoke this guy. And then, uh, they're going to know who I am. Right. And I just, Attacked a hole, and I had to go back and watch the film to see where he went because I never hit anybody. I, I'm like picking grass out of my face mask, and this dude hit me with a spin move so fast I didn't even know what happened.
0: It's amazing. I mean, really, that's that just encapsulates my thoughts. It's like there's this speed, and it's 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 this is just my small story, but the speed of a high school Iowa game is you know, whatever, 50, or whatever you want to call it. The speed of me playing against Jermaine Willops was like a 75. If I were to actually try to play at Iowa State or one of them colleges, I'm sure it's 100. And then there's that next level, like Von Miller, where they got, like, super warp speed. It's probably 125 or 150. Just amazing how talented some of these athletes are.
1: Man, what blew my mind was uh, uh, at that level. And, you know, I, as a cattle guy, I'm kind of like – and business minded, I'm thinking, you know, like these coaches are treating the players like they're cattle herd. They need these guys here and these guys here, and they're gonna make the the greatness here. Yep. And you have uh, Vaughn and Johnny Manziel, and at that level, they nobody could. They were on a whole another level. It was just, uh, it really blew my mind on how, like everybody could be maxed out, full effort, and they just have another gear.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I haven't followed Mr. Von Miller's career very closely. I know he's been on some, I think, some Super Bowl winning teams. I mean, yeah. I'm generally aware of him, I'm saying, but Johnny MVP. Johnny Manziel at the college level, I guarantee you, it was like watching Tiger Woods during the late 90s and early 2000s. You would stop what you were doing on a Saturday and tune in to Johnny Manziel during his sophomore and junior year. I believe he came out after a junior, right? Or did he... uh,
1: A red shirt sophomore when he came out. So right. the year I was there, I was a senior, he was a red shirt freshman. So people didn't really uh, know him yet. And I'll tell you that the saving grace for A&M and for him and Mike Evans were Sherman's career ending and them hiring Sumlin.
0: So Manziel's big time year, whenever I was tuning in every weekend, that would have been just one year his red shirt sophomore year.
1: Well, no, his redshirt freshman year he won the Heisman, and then he played one more. Oh, like, I got you. That that red shirt freshman year, I honestly I don't think it would ever happen. And so Sherman, he's coming from Green Bay, right, and he brings his quarterback coach with him. Well, Johnny, yep. that and he was older; he's probably in his sixties, maybe touching seventy, and he would give that guy heart attacks just the way that he played. <laughs> and, and and Evans, his first year, he had played. Uh, basketball his whole life only played one year of football in high school and then comes in he was figuring stuff out his attitude wasn't quite right and so those both of those guys weren't very high on the the list and they kind of had a fresh start whenever someone uh, came in and then I mean I don't know
0: anything about football to your level but I'm just saying I can see what you're saying in terms of uh the coach uh someone comes in And rather than trying to fiddle Mr. Manziel, Johnny football in a box and make him a pro-style quarterback, they're just like, give him the damn ball and let him be Johnny Manziel for gosh sakes.
1: Hey, it it was crazy. He would take the (laughs) the walk-ons against the ones in a scrimmage format and, like, drive the ball on them and drive it because he would, like, jump in the air, act like he was going to throw. The DN would jump in the air, and then he'd take off running, throw it back across his body, and they'd gain 15 yards. It was like <laughs> nothing was done right, but they, they were moving it down the field.
0: Just one last Johnny Menzel story. I could probably talk about him forever. I, I just it was just, <laughs> Honestly, he was like a Tiger Woods-level athlete in terms of appointment television, and hey, there's and very he, few he athletes that could, he could, could do been, that.
1: He could have been that good and, and played at that level in any sport
0: you saying he's a good basketball player and baseball player too?
1: And golf. Yep. Uh,
0: it's a good story to tell. Any show on the internet is more uh, serious toned than the big show. We generally like to be a little loose and stuff. But anyhow, what I'm saying is this Johnny Manziel story, we could talk about how great he was forever, and I would like to. But it's also a story about just too much success can make your, give yourself a bloated ego. And I – Now I'm going to ask you your analysis on what went wrong. But Johnny got to the pros and he just, I guess he didn't have it or he didn't take it seriously enough or whatever it may have been. He just couldn't make it work like he did in college. But before you answer that question, I will say, I mean, I'm a busy guy. I mean, I probably didn't have but one kid at that point in my life. But it's like it takes a lot for me to take time out of my day to make sure that i watch a texas a&m football game because i don't give a damn about texas a&m honestly but he was like tiger woods michael jordan johnny menzel i honestly think those are the three athletes in my lifetime that's like stop what you're doing get to a tv and make sure you're watching it live because you don't want to be the guy that hears about what he did you want to watch it live during those events whether that be tiger sure. woods or michael jordan or uh or uh, Johnny Manziel. So see, yep. let's see what you think on his pro career.
1: It's pretty simple. So he was just so talented that he could get away with with uh, showing up to uh, just like that in, in his second year, that his last year before he graduated. I mean, he shows up to that Mississippi State game where he had been out all night. He missed the morning meetings shows up. Someone went to his room, got him out. He shows up and jogs out on the field and it's like uh, uh, going into walkthroughs. Head coach doesn't even know he's not there and the the QB coach is like shitting bricks because he's not there. And then he jogs out there and the guy like sets every record possible during that game and he had been out all night on the Halloween Scooby-Doo costume smoking, drinking, (laughs) having a good time. And so... (laughs) He, he could just do it. Right. And then, uh, he got into some drugs, just kind of took his toll on mentally, psychologically, and a little bit physically. And he just, uh, he yep. tried to do the Joe name deal where I can party. And this is how I roll rather than, than grind and study and just be a pro. Yeah.
0: It's a story that's been told in the club calf deal. I'm not going to call anybody out specifically, but, uh, there's been some great talents in this deal over the last 50 years that if they could have just taken life a little more seriously, it it is what it is in in any field, whether it's show cattle or, I mean, business, some people just don't, if you, if you start at the bottom, like maybe me and Colton Thigpen did, I mean, it, it just feels good to succeed. Whereas if you're born with a golden spoon Sometimes you don't hustle every day of your life. And I just think Johnny Manziel, and this is probably my humble opinion, he just grew up with too many advantages and he didn't have that dog in him in terms of I need to hustle every day or somebody else is going to be better than me.
1: He had the competitive edge that it takes to be great for sure. Um, But, and it happened a lot at that level. I mean, so defensive end DeMontre Moore gets, uh, uh, drafted by the giants out of a and m ends up ending his career at dallas i would do workouts where i'm like running backwards antagonizing that guy to catch me just because he's lazy and out of shape but he's yep. just so talented and so physically gifted that he can he can turn it on when he needs to turn it on and some people just ride that out uh and, and then they end up fizzling out
0: Ups. I mean, it's it's just real life. I mean, uh, uh, I'm not trying to put myself in any caliber, even remotely close to any of the people you're referencing. But I did grow up with uh, an old man that was a little bit successful in this bull deal. And the way people treat you whenever they know your name before you even meet, it's just, a, it's just something that maybe we could briefly touch on. And I just think Johnny Menzel at the college level, I'm just sure that he had people that wanted to meet him, wanted to be associated with him, and sometimes that can lead down the path of not but, being hungry every day.
1: Uh, you got Von Miller, who uh, uh, entered the league a couple years before him. He's won two Super Bowls. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He at one time he is the highest-paid defensive end in the entire league. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and yep. he he's a guy that had the same amount of ex-caliber talent but he committed himself and he also he came into a and m and his attitude wasn't the best and nope. he he changed it and he got to work and uh, just look at the results that bond is an incredible guy he was actually the first guy i met whenever i made the team and nope. um, he is extremely humble you could i could call him right now and he would come help me change a flat tire and he would laugh while doing it extremely fun guy to be around and just genuine great person
0: that's awesome that's awesome i mean uh just an awesome conversation that we've had today but give me a few minutes on your podcast what uh how many have you put out what have the subject what is the subject matter and when can we tune in every week uh do you have a, a a daily release date or do you do multiple episodes per week
1: kind of a shotgun scatter approach on when i release them just because it's uh it's a hobby and whenever i can sit down and and knock them out i just yes. knock them out um that's probably not the right way to do it, but I don't have a sure. uh rhyme or reason I actually have two going one's called off limits and uh it's uh it's kind of a fun one uh like this anchor deal, I'll just kind of randomly send somebody the link where they don't even know what's happening, and the topic is, hey, we're not supposed to talk about money, politics, or religion so hey we're Right now, we're on this podcast. We're about to talk about money, politics, and religion. It's been pretty (laughs) interesting. Man,
0: I got to go down that road for one quick second. (laughs) I am telling you what. What are we going to do to recover from all this Bidenflation? I mean, good God. Can you imagine how much hay and just everything is going to cost with this increased input cost? I mean, it's
1: incredible. Man, man, for for me, I... uh and this is something i learned at A and M, going through those workouts and competing at that level i just kind of keep my head down and control what you can control and so mm-hmm. i i feel like i don't have any control of any of that so i just i just I roll went, and grind i went down
0: the rabbit hole in the winter of 2020 i tried to single-handedly fight communism and and bring truth <laughs> to my uh, facebook streams it didn't do a damn thing and it made my wife mad at me so i'm, I'm trying not to do that anymore but as we approach the midterm elections, to you and to my listeners, I cannot guarantee that I won't personally try to pick fights with Joe Biden because I think he's a no-good mf'er that got a stolen election in the winter of 2020. Me, Trump is a flawed man, and there's no doubt. But I'm telling you, there is nothing wrong with America First policies, keeping gas prices low, keeping illegals out. I mean, just real briefly, and we're, well, I don't know how long this is going to go. But like, you are right in the war zone in terms of millions of illegals coming across the border, probably a couple hundred miles from you. And it's hey, just man, like it's crazy. It's just like if my wife or my daughter ever gets hurt by an illegal. Joe Biden better watch. Radio edit.
1: Radio edit. And I'll tell you this: as you know, you probably have a. a I hope that y'all don't think it's derogatory. My my term is Yankee audience. Um, oh, I, I refer to
0: myself as Yankee and country bumpkin quite often.
1: All right, there we go. So I, <laughs> I'm born and raised South Texas. And I mean, uh, I come off ranches where if you don't put a, uh, a ladder on your fence and a refrigerator outside your house stocked with water and snacks, then they're going to cut your fence, break into your house and take it. No and kidding. It's, I mean, I mean, just, just, uh,
0: just, I mean, specifically, just for our Canadian or our Belgium listeners or our China, hey, China, how you doing? Just for people that have no idea what you're talking about, you're saying illegals would break into your house and steal your water if you don't put it out there for them, basically.
1: Yeah. And for the most part, they don't want to be violent, but you have bad people. Uh, Sure. But I I mean, if I'm at South Texas and I'm hunting or something and uh, I'm in uh, the hunting cabin, right, wake up in the morning, go outside, there's probably going to be footprints between my house and my truck. Uh, It's amazing. And a lot of them are just desperate for food and water. So if uh, if you provide that, they'll leave you alone. But I don't know how many times I've gotten up in a deer blind and someone ran out of it or I was in a deer blind and you see someone three or 400 yards off or a group of people walking.
0: I know that you're not a heartless person. You are a great human, and I hope you don't blush when I say that, but I have humanity for these people. I mean, I I feel bad for them, but on the other hand, I mean, we just simply can't just have our southern border open. The fact that we can worry about Ukraine's eastern border but not worry about our Southern border. It's just, it's well, nonsense. It's nonsensical.
1: And I'll tell you the people that say it's racist to not want them to come in 90% of Mexicans in South Texas want the damn border closed because it's, it's dangerous. It's not right. It's not how they did it. It's not how it needs to be done. And it's, it's just not good.
0: Okay. I'm going to make, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to make a breaking announcement. My goal for the 2024 election cycle, I want to be in charge of President Donald Trump's social media. So and if if you're listening, Donnie, if you're listening, Donnie, reach out to me, boy. I want to be on your team so uh, I can clean it up and I can be professional if I need to. But uh, I just cannot stand the thought of having to go through not only two more years or two and a half more years of this, but another four after that would just be, I, I would move to uh well i don't want to be careful what i say here uh i don't even know where you'd go america is the last bastion of freedom so where the heck do we go if they take us over with a bunch of communists
1: Holler just come to texas and we'll secede and be all good
0: i like that the united states of texas yes Yep. shoot me out out a holler in your second podcast
1: second podcast is called the god experience Uh, it's uh uh i talk to people who uh sometimes i know their life story sometimes i don't i started out by asking if they believe in god and then just see where it goes you it's bet. been it's been very powerful uh long time county uh, extension agent was my first one uh greg grubin and he uh i know he has been fighting some cancer and i just wanted to talk with him and see where his mind was and uh, i don't think me included i don't think a lot of people had ever heard him talk about his faith or anything like that and it was uh it was pretty good conversation so you all tune into that one too if you want your
0: your delivery just shows me how much more depth your shows would have than mine we're simply just yankee country bumpkins up here in iowa land uh jacking around and having a good time but it sounds to me like i'm going to immediately log off from this interview and go on to itunes and i'm going to give me a follow to two new podcasts and i'm going to start listening so uh, it's pretty, pretty interesting uh, in terms of your content, and I'm gonna darn sure tune in and uh, see what it's like. Okay.
1: Thanks, brother. Thanks for having me on here.
0: To finish up, just give me your company website and uh, contact number for the Nanza Genetic Testing Services, and then anything else you want to shout out before we finish up.
1: Yep, Bullinanza dot com is our website. We do semen sales, we do bull collection and semen storage, and we are the fastest genetic testing company for THDS and PHA in the world. The fastest
0: in the world! Gosh darn it! Come on! Www.bullnanza.com. Just Go ahead and log on. Uh, somebody told me, I believe it might have been you. The most important part of the genetic testing process is getting your your samples collected accurately, and then your paperwork filled out accurately. Past that, they're never going to let you down.
1: That's right. So
0: thank you very much. We'll be in touch. And, uh, yeah, one more breaking news announcement. September 1st, I already told Jason, I think you this, Full Flush and Hawkeye will be down at the uh, Sweetwater location for Texas. Readers to take a look at them in person. Full Flush is our red Fu Manchu, Luke and Emerson donor. That was kind of the OKC standout back in January. Yeah.
1: I saw him at Congress. He looked like a stud, real flashy, cool looking rascal. And you know, that color's not uh not too dull right now. It's pretty hot, ain't it?
0: Betcha. Yeah. I mean our focus we we like our blacks and we like our uh limousine jump start, but uh I'd say the area of focus for our brand this year was entering some damn good Red Bulls into the market. So between full flush and let it rip we we like what we got and i uh, think that that'll kind of help the industry out and wouldn't be afraid to let people uh tr- you know just give them a sample in year one and see see how they work in their herd down there in texas so thank you for hopping on with me colton much appreciated okay. i love me some johnny manzel stories and von miller stories that's pretty awesome i
1: appreciate it yes sir